Welcome to the Lens Bite Size with me, Nick Corrigan. This is a bite-sized version of the Business in the Community Lens podcast. In this series, I interview a business leader to find out how they've responded to the pandemic over the last few weeks. My guest today is Judith Batchelor. Judith is Director of Brand at Sainsbury's. Welcome, Judith. Hello. Hi. We know what Sainsbury's is. What does your role cover there? Um, so I'm director of Sainsbury's Brands, and that means that I look after everything from a product point of view. So the things that we buy and sell that have Sainsbury's name on them. But I also look after corporate responsibility, sustainability and public affairs. So our, our dealings with government. Oh, interesting. That's a really wide role. Oh, fascinating. And, and particularly at the current time. I imagine. And supermarkets and, you know, retail has been very visible in the pandemic, reclasses, key workers, etc. And we've seen how you've changed your spaces and staff and we, I mean, you've often been in the news. What, what, what's gone on behind the scenes? What can you tell us that we don't already know? Well, I think the stories behind the scenes are always more fascinating, aren't they? And, and, and something um, that has been quite a revelation to me has been the way that we have worked collectively as an industry, manufacturers, retailers, people who are normally competitors with government and with NGOs um, and other broader stakeholder groups. So for something like um, shielding the clinically vulnerable, so the one and a half million people that were identified by the NHS, that needed to stay home and stay safe, how we provided them with online deliveries and prioritised them. And we did that by sharing data. We turned around data contracts in record time, 36 hours to share a data sharing contract, never been heard. That only takes months. Exactly, years in some cases. And then using that data to prioritise across all competitors, um, those customers that we were going to serve, and then um, reassuring government that that data was being protected and well looked after. And clearly, those are issues of competition law, um, there's the patient information regulations, all of those things to yeah. do something that on the face of it looked quite a simple task. So I've been amazed at what we've been able to do and some really big stuff in, in, in quite a short period of time. And I understand you've also done quite a bit of work either with food banks or food donations. That can't just be as simple as you clearing some shelves and calling up a food bank. No. And, and what happened right at the very beginning with all of the panic buying was there was no food surplus. So all of these charities and people like Fair Share, the Felix Project, who were um, used to having a flow of, of surplus food for redistribution, that completely dried up. So first of all, we had to reorganize ourselves. So we basically got all the food charities together and created a big shopping list of seven and a half thousand pallets a week of, of what they required, which was basic, you know, milk, um, tins of baked beans, tomatoes, tea bags. We then worked with um, the food redistribution charities to then say, how are we going to redistribute this fairly? So that involved, um, basically, we donated three million to Fair Share to build the logistics to redistribute that food through all of the other charities. So it's a massive logistics exercise above and beyond just our normal logistics. Extraordinary. And what what do you think in this time you've learned about Sainsbury's, about the organisation you work for? What have you learned? What surprised you? I think the 
pace at which we've been able to get things done. Um, so in the space of a week, we managed to procure, um, to specify and install Perspex screens across thousands of stores. We managed to find face masks when people didn't have face masks, sanitizer when people, our resourcefulness and the speed and um, scale at which we worked was fascinating. Even things like online deliveries, which we've doubled the capacity of. And that you say, well, that's quite easy, but you've got to find the vehicles, you've got to train the drivers, you've got to train <laughs> the drivers on the systems. Um, and, and we, right at the beginning of this crisis, recruited 10,500 new people to cope with and cover for absenteeism for people who are self-isolating. That's responsiveness, resourcefulness, and and just the willingness of people to go above and beyond the call of duty. And when customers couldn't get online deliveries, our colleagues in stores actually taking phone calls and going around to people's homes on their way home with their shopping because they knew that they couldn't leave home. I mean, it really... This has this shown us what we're capable of, but also brought out the best in our colleagues, definitely. Brilliant. And what have you learned personally in this, either about yourself or about leadership? Oh, well, about myself, I've learned I've got far more stamina than I thought I had. It's a, a marathon, not a sprint, definitely. And it's required lots of us to, to work really hard. I think it's also shown me that that actually people are capable of far more than you give them credit for both in terms of what they will do intuitively because it's the right thing to do but also what they'll do when you ask them to go above and beyond i think the other thing is uh, how much government and industry and ngos can achieve together when they really try and because there was a real need it's a crisis and it shouldn't really take a crisis for us to work in that way particularly when it's in in the interests of communities and and the public good so i'm hopeful that we can capture and bottle some of the good things that have come out of this in terms of ways of working and use that for the future because we've certainly got lots of challenges as we come out of this crisis Absolutely. I think the challenge is uh, for, for a different podcast for another day, but I'm sure we'll be speaking to you again. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, not at all. And, and, and a pleasure to talk to you. Brilliant. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this Bite Size Lens. To listen to previous episodes and read about how the most responsible businesses in the UK are reacting right now, please visit bitc.org.uk.